Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news, proclaiming Christ for you in word and song. That's what we do each and every day here on KFUO. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our Moment in Scripture segment with Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. Good afternoon, Matt. Hey, Gary. Good afternoon. Good to be here with you. Now, uh, this week we read from 1 Samuel chapter 2 through chapter 8, and what would you like to highlight for us this week? Yeah, thanks, Gary. Uh, This week, I think it's all about uh, Samuel and Eli. It's those two guys, Samuel and Eli. Uh, Samuel is a, a prophet, someone who will become a prophet. And remember, his birth was pretty exceptional. Uh, the Lord blesses Hannah and her husband Elkanah with a son. Uh, after Hannah's prayer and petition for a child, the Lord hears that. And then Hannah keeps her promise to dedicate Samuel to the Lord. And so Samuel lives there in the temple with the high priest Eli. And there's that famous account where during the night, Samuel hears someone calling out his name, Samuel, Samuel. And he thinks it's Eli at first. And he keeps getting up to go to to talk to Eli and say, what do you want, Eli? And uh, Eli keeps saying, well, it's not me. Go back to bed. Uh, And then finally, Eli realizes, wait a second, this must be the Lord calling out to Samuel. And so instructs him to say, speak, Lord, your servant listens. And that's what Samuel does. And the Lord has a message for him. Uh, But it's a message that's uh, not all good news. In fact, the news that it has to do with, uh, with Eli is pretty bad. Uh, the news that uh, Eli has done a bad job uh, disciplining his adult sons, uh, who are also priests. Uh, they've abused that priesthood. They've abused their position. And so the Lord is going to, to take that position away from Eli and his sons. In fact, his sons are even going to die. And so uh, that's the news. Uh, and then we see that come to pass, too, in these chapters as well. So chapter four and five, I guess, is what I really want to pick up on, Gary. And that's this whole episode where the Israelites are battling the Philistines and the Philistines are beating them. And so the Israelites uh, decide that they have a secret weapon uh, called the Ark of the Covenant. And they decide to bring the Ark of the Covenant into battle with them. Uh, unfortunately, they're treating the ark, this holy ark that God instructed to be uh, constructed, they're treating it as kind of a good luck piece or yeah. you know, really, <laughs> truly some kind of secret weapon that, that's going to bring a victory, right? Have you seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, Gary? Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. that. You know, remember the Nazis are trying to use the ark as a secret weapon and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. No, that's not how it works, though. So what happens is, The Philistines win. In fact, they capture the Ark, and Eli's sons, those wicked guys, are killed. Uh, So word gets back to Eli, the the high priest, of what happens. He receives word that the battle is a disaster, his sons are dead, and then he hears the worst of it. The Ark of the Lord has been captured. And when he hears that news, he falls backwards in his chair, uh, breaks his neck, and he dies. (laughs) So it's, it's pretty rough. Now, there was also uh, 4,000 of the Israelites were killed on the battlefield, I believe, too. Yeah, so this is just a, a disaster all the way around. Yeah, you know, and the, the Israelites who have been so victorious about, against so many peoples as they entered in the promised land, victory after victory, now you know, the tables are turned. Uh, the people aren't following the Lord. Uh, and now there's disaster and there's destruction and there's defeat. 
Yeah, for sure. What happens, though, I think, after the Philistines get the Ark is pretty interesting. Uh, that's chapter five. I, I think uh, this is one of my favorite chapters. Uh, it seems like it would make a good Sunday school lesson or vacation Bible school lesson, maybe, to me at least. You know, maybe we can start adding that to our curriculums. I don't know. But uh, here's what it is. So they capture the Ark, and the Philistines, they decide to put their the Ark in the temple of their false god, this idol named Dagon. Uh, Dagon was a god who had kind of a fish head to him and was stood in their temple and they put the ark of the Lord in there with him. So they put it in there and then the next day they come in and here's Dagon, that huge statue, on the ground before the ark. He fell over. And so they, they prop their statue, they prop their god back up and they come back the next day, it happened again. He fell down, and not only that, but his hands were on the ground, and uh, so was his head. So he started to fall apart. He started to break apart. Uh, not only that, but the people have this plague against them, these tumors. We don't get too many details with this, but they have some sort of tumors they're inflicted with, and they decide we need to get rid of this Ark of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant, and send it back to Israel. And so that's exactly what they do. They they send the, they put the ark on a cart. They send it back to the Israelites. They want to get rid of the thing because it's called destruction and uh, even illness for them too. I think that's kind of an interesting account. Uh, for one, it's just the futility of false gods. I mean, I think it's almost comical that here's this stone god that they set up and they have to prop him back up into place and uh, he falls down and he breaks apart. I mean, if that's, who you're worshiping, someone who can't even get up on their own, right? Uh, that's that's pretty bad. Uh, that's not a god. That's uh, that's just an idol. It's futile. So I, I think for us too, you know, we have false gods in our lives. Maybe it's not a, a big statue that looks like a fish, uh, but we have those other things that we think are going to uh, prop up our lives, and yeah. and they just fail us. Uh, and it could be of, money. It could be anything, really. Amen. Uh, anything, yeah. anything that takes our eyes off of Christ could well put, be a Gary. false god at times. Yeah, well put. Uh, we we start worshiping the creation rather than the Creator of all things, mm -hmm. and it can be yeah, money. It can be ourselves. It can be health. It can be education. The list goes on and on and on. The government and having the right person in government. All those things are things we put our trust in more than the Lord at times. We think of it as being something socially bad, as I'll use that term. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We think of it as being something socially bad that takes us away from God that is a false idol. But it doesn't really have to be socially bad. It could be something that's just consuming our time. You know, I think of uh, kids that just like to play games all the time, yeah. constantly. And if that takes you away from spending time with God or getting into the scripture, that's a problem. And that's a false idol. Yeah, exactly. You're right. So often I think it's it's good things. I mean, these you know, money isn't bad in and of itself. Uh, video games and stuff like that, gaming, that's not bad. Um, and I'm sorry for you gamers if I picked on you there. <laughs> <laughs> they can take it, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> but your health, all those things are gifts yeah. from God. And, and they are good things. But then when we trust in them or when we love them more than the Lord himself, that's when they become bad. In fact, they're not really bad. The, the way in which we use them uh, becomes bad. Uh, I like how the Bible puts it. The love of money is the root of all evil. Not money itself, but the love of it. That's the problem. Yeah. 
So I, I think the other thing to be learned from this too is the Ark was meant to be something good. The Ark of the Covenant was meant to be something to, to bless and to show God's presence among the people and to be in the temple. It was meant to be a, a good thing, but then it becomes a thing of judgment and it becomes a thing that brings destruction and even illness when it's misused like this uh, by the Israelites and also certainly by the Philistines. And I think well, of, uh, the, I can't help but think of, Things like the, the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, good, I, that's what awesome. I started to say. I was thinking, you know, it was meant for good, but the Lord's Supper itself, if you go to it uh, wrongly, it's its not good for you. Exactly. That's what the scriptures say. It's meant for our blessing. It's a, it's a great gift from God. It's meant to give uh, forgiveness and salvation as we receive it in faith, knowing that this is Jesus' body and blood given and shed for our forgiveness. But the Bible also warns, Paul does a great job of this, that when we eat and drink without recognizing Christ's body and blood, uh, without faith, we're eating and drinking even judgment on ourselves. So it's meant to be a blessing, just like that Ark of the Covenant. But just like the Ark of the Covenant, when it's misused, uh, boy, it becomes a thing of judgment. And we see that, too, with uh, the Lord's Supper. So something to take seriously, something to rejoice in the Lord in and, and give him thanks for the Lord's Supper. But also don't take it lightly. This is serious stuff. Right. Uh, just like the Ark of the Covenant was, too. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? Yeah, you bet. Uh, Heavenly Father, um, we repent of the times where we have loved and trusted in other things more than you. Uh, things that may not look like statues or idols, but that's exactly what we make them. And we take your blessings and we make them into uh, something that we chase after. Forgive us, Lord. Uh, thank you for your many blessings, uh, like the Lord's Supper. It's meant to give forgiveness and life and salvation. Help us to receive that gift in faith. And it may not be to our judgment, but to our great blessing and benefit. Uh, through Christ, we pray this. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Pastor Clark. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me on. Always great to chat with you. Yep, I look forward to talking to you again next week. What are we going to be reading next week? Good question. So for our listeners, follow along with us. Uh, in the course of two years, they will get through all of the Holy Scriptures. And so we invite them to pick up next week with 1 Samuel chapter 9 through chapter 15. Chapter 9 through chapter 15 of 1 Samuel. Okay, we are the messenger of good news worldwide at kfuo.org.